Well, Happy New Year to you. I'm excited about the new year. I'm, I'm always excited. I, I like new beginnings. I'm really into uh, be, having yesterday be away from me. How about you? Because I make a lot of mistakes. Am I the only one that makes a lot of mistakes? I make a lot of mistakes. I'm one of those guys. I'm, I've learned to hack it up. I, I thought that the reason that Jesus uh, saved me was so that I would, I would mess up less. Um, and I think he's definitely helped me to do that yeah, a lot. Um, but in reality, I'm still needing his grace moment by moment by moment by moment. You too? All right. So uh, last week, uh, I wasn't here. Um, you probably didn't miss me. Uh, but uh, I heard that Josh, he talked about seeing, uh, having eyes to see people. And, and I like that. I'm, I'm going to talk about that for a little bit. But I want to talk about kind of the priorities of us as a, as a group of people in, uh, this year. And one of the main things that I want us to be about, uh, Josh said it, is being able to see people. Uh, have you ever been by people that you don't see? Uh, this perspective as a pastor up, up here um, is often pretty, uh, pretty funny. Well, tragic, I should say. Because sometimes people can actually uh, come into some churches, uh, not ours, because we're, we're, we're a weird kind of church. If, if you're newer here or if you just came in, people will attack you and say hello. But I've, I've visited a lot of churches, and people that are new to churches or who aren't part of the club are often invisible. They're invisible people. Have you ever noticed that? Uh, I've, I've, I've been far and wide. And even sometimes I'm the guest speaker. Uh, last month I was a guest speaker at another church. And I, I'm, I wasn't being critical, but I was wondering, who's going to greet me? And then, and, you know, and so everybody skirts around you. And then you stand up, and they're like, oh, that was the guy that was going to talk today. Wow. Maybe I should agree. Uh, but it's common. It's common to all of us because most people that come to churches are introverts. Did you know that? Uh, there's only a few extroverts, and you usually won't find them up here. Uh, you, know, you know the guys. They're the, they're, they're the, the ushers. There's, there's those people, huh? Yeah, that, yeah, like this guy. Uh, run up and down the aisles and go, yay, man, what's happening? And everybody else is like, don't talk to me, man. I'm just here to come to church. Anyway. Regardless of uh, that, everybody wants to be seen. Everybody wants to be known. And, and uh, we're, we're going to talk about this, this guy, Zacchaeus. But I think one of the greatest things that we can be about as a people is to see people and then to grace them with our presence. Amen? Okay. So we're going to practice this. Not today. But all year. I want us to be looking for others that we don't know. Uh, I want you to have eyes to see. See, see those that are newer or, or those that are looking all alone. Some people are sitting alone. I mean, it's easier in our context. I like when we're all together rather than we're, t but we like to spread out. We put our notes out. I put my coffee down and all that kind of stuff. Okay. So one of our priorities of the new year is I want to be people who are gracers, what I'm calling a gracer. And I'm going to talk about this crazy story. This is uh, the story of Zacchaeus. We already know that he was a wee little man. They climbed a tree and all this kind of stuff. But 
it really is a wonderful illustration of the most impossible thing that could happen. What am I saying? It's because this guy was the least likely to be seen uh, by Jesus, right? Now, it tells the story, and I'll, I'll read it, and, I, and if, you, if you have your outline, or if, um, you might want to underline a few things as we go along, because uh, it's, just, it's just crazy. Uh, if you read this story with fresh eyes, it, you'll, you'll just go, what is going on here? So Jesus enters Jericho and was just passing through. So he was on his way to Jerusalem, and he's heading out there. Now, Jericho was, a very, uh, was one of those towns that was very wealthy. They had a big industry going, kind of like the Silicon Valley. They are building. They're in a building time, right? And everybody's probably busy working, and there was a lot of taxes to be collected. And so they, they found the right guy. This guy is Zacchaeus, and we'll, we'll talk about him in just a minute. And there was a man called by the name Zacchaeus, and he was the chief tax collector's. Tax time's coming up. How many are excited if, when you get those? Uh, have you ever gotten one of those letters in the mail from the, ta- from the IRS? You don't even have to open it. It, does, it might say, you know, it's bonus. We, we, we're giving you money. Um, uh, but just the word IRS on an envelope is enough to send panic and terror through our hearts. Yes? Have you ever gotten one? I've gotten one. I, they, somebody got my, my Social Security wrong uh, once, and, and I started getting letters after letters, and and, I, and they'd say, I need, I need taxes from, you know, years ago. And I'm, I'm sending them, and, they're not, and then I get another letter. We never got that. And I send it again. Never got that. Certified mail, hand-delivered by couriers. Never got that. I don't even think they're there. <laughs> it's just a group of computers somewhere in a room. <laughs> they're like, money, 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 money. And then they, some computer programmers just sitting there going, send a letter to this guy. Um, it's possible. Anyway, this guy, Zacchaeus, back in those days, they would hire out the tax collector guys, and, since, uh, and so they hired this guy out, and he got to collect the taxes, but he also get, got a chance to collect um, some extra stuff if he wanted, because nobody really knew what the tax rate was there, kind of like you guys. Some of you guys, what, what bracket are you in this year? <laughs> yeah, pick one, anyone. <laughs> and so that's how Zacchaeus worked. He's like, hey, man, I think you're in the uh, 28% tax bracket. And uh, so I'm sure what was interesting was they would tax everything. Back in those days, they would tax everything, kind of like us, right? I know nothing has changed in 2,000 years. <laughs> I know you go to the gas pump and you're like, 20 cents tax. Okay, per gallon. Look, uh, it, it, is it? Okay, well, anyway, where I'm shopping, I'm at Costco, man. I'm getting the cheap gas. My car sputters. But um, that's another story. Uh, so this guy was hired out to be the chief tax collector. You might have heard this before. But they would tax everything. And I'm sure that when he saw this parade happening, he was thinking, tax time. Right? Because they would. He's like, man, parade tax. There's got to be a parade tax. In fact, I was thinking this morning, did you guys see? I, I saw new kids on my, I, this field gets taken over every Sunday. And I came in and there was no parking. For you guys. And I was thinking, man, I want to tax those guys. I was going to go, I'm like, man, what's that worth? Uh, and then moved in, and pretty much, well, uh, you guys are either going to have to come much earlier if you want to get a seat <laughs> or parking spot, or we're going to have to get a bus. We'll be picking you up down the street. Okay. So he would tax everything, but anyway, he got very excited about this prospect because everybody had already heard of Jesus by this time. And here Jesus was coming into town. 
and he goes, man, I got, I got to see what's happening here. So we're going to keep reading. So he was the chief tax collector, and he was rich, which James told us he was rich. Why do you think that he pointed out he was rich? Anybody? Because <laughs> he was skimming. Uh, you know, Luke is actually, uh, in, if you read in Luke, he often talks about rich people. Uh, right? He does. It, it's, it's very common. He talks about the rich young ruler. He talks about uh, riches a lot. He talks about uh, offerings and different things like the, uh, the widow's offering and all that. He likes to talk about money. Why? <laughs> exactly, because <laughs> he was hobnobbing with guys that had some coin. And he wanted them to understand some things when they read their, their book that it wasn't, that the gospel just wasn't for the poor. The gospel was for people that had some money too, right? But they had to learn to u- utilize their money appropriately. Okay, and he was rich. And here we go. So verse 3 says that Zacchaeus was trying to see who Jesus was and was unable to because of the crowd, because he was small. When I read that, it stuck out to me. How many people are unable to see Jesus because of the crowd? Now, who do you think the crowd might be? Anybody, anybody? (laughs) Yeah, I mean... It happened to be his followers that were in the way. Do you guys think we might get in the way of Jesus? Trying to, people trying to see Jesus? How do you think we do that? <laughs> Anybody? How have you gotten in the way of Jesus lately? Huh? By the way we talked? Who said that? Did you get in the way of Jesus by the way you talked? There's grace for you. Okay, anybody else? Any other sinners in the room? (laughs) Did you put a Christian fish on your back of your car and then speed through town and honk honk at people? Nothing like that? Okay. Oh, you guys, you're the quiet group here today. Okay, I'll, I'll work with you. So the crowd was in the way. And one of the, when I was reading that, I was thinking, you know, this year, I want to make sure that we stay out of Jesus' way. Jesus is trying to get to people that need him. And we need to be aware, as people of grace, of how we behave that keeps people away from us. I used to ask the question, does anybody know you're a Christian? You know, I always, I remember when I'd be in the, in the marketplace working, and, I, and I, I'd tell somebody I'm a Christian. And they'd be like, really? That's a bad sign. When, when they go, really, you're a Christian? I, I didn't notice that you're just like everybody else. Uh, that could be a good thing, quote, or it could be a bad thing. Um, good thing is that you're not the judge uh, walking around going, you bunch of sinners. But a bad thing, because people should know that your life is different because of Jesus. Okay, let's keep on going. And he was unable to see because of the crowd, for he was small in stature. I, I, I like that. I've, I've always been short. Have you noticed that? <laughs> I know. You're like, man, you're getting taller. Okay, now I'm taller. Um, but I understand what it's like to, uh, to, to not be able to see. Uh, last night, we were, Jenny and I were reminiscing. We went to a wedding yesterday, and we, we were trying to figure out who, 
whose uh, reception we had, we had been in that room that we were in last, yesterday. And we, and we remembered it was our good friends, uh, Greg and Lisa Leibovitz. And, uh, and I go, did they get married here? Because my brain's failing now in my 50s. And I go, no, they didn't get married. Oh, that's right. They got married in the church in Saratoga. And they made me stand on a toolbox because I couldn't see over the heads <laughs> just the way the thing was situated. I remember, that's right, that was the one that they brought. Somebody goes, they can't see the pastor. And so they brought the toolbox, and they put it down there, and they put me on this toolbox. And I, like the whole time, do you take this woman to be married to this man? Uh, it, it seemed to work out. But, um, but sometimes we're small in stature, though, and, but sometimes we feel small. And most people in their hearts... They don't feel as big as they might be on the outside. And one of the things I think that was hindering Zacchaeus more than anything wasn't his height, but the way he felt. He felt unwanted, a cast, a, a, you know, an outcast, because he was. He was actually the hated tax collector guy. He was a Jew collecting Roman taxes from Jews who didn't want the Romans there, and he was an outcast. And I would say in my life, uh, and I know in yours too, sometimes we wonder, do we fit in? Grace people welcome those that don't fit just right. In fact, that's what I like about our church. We're a group of misfits. Most of you. Some of you are the beautiful people. Okay. So he ran on ahead, climbed up the sycamore tree in order to see him. For he was about to pass through that way. And verse 5 says, When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said, Zacchaeus, hurry up. Come down. Now, this is so weird. How did he know Zacchaeus? (laughs) Well, he didn't know everybody's name in the crowd that day. I have a feeling that he knew Zacchaeus by reputation the same way that Zacchaeus knew Jesus by reputation. And they probably said, you know what, we ought to go around Jericho on our way to Jerusalem because if you go to Jericho, there's this guy Zacchaeus. He sits at the city gate and he says, you got any money? And so I'm sure they were kind of, they're walking in the city gate and they're like, hmm, clear so far, clear so far. And they had gotten a description of this guy. Little Jewish bald guy with a cool outfit because he was rich. And he, he was expecting him in a different place. But he saw him and he goes, there you are. Zacchaeus, come down. Because Jesus had a plan for his life. Did you know that? Jesus didn't have a, he wasn't afraid of Zacchaeus. Sometimes we get afraid of People, other people. You know, we're all kind of the same. The other day, uh, there were, a 49er came, and uh, we, we have regular time 49ers come and visit our school to put, enroll their kids, and, and there was a, a very large 49er came. How did I know he was a 49er? Because you don't see six foot eight people normally touring the school. So I see this guy, and I'm like, that dude is a 49er, right? He's tall, he's big, and He's cool because I'm a 49er fan. God bless all the rest of you. Uh, how about those Hawks last night, though? Woo! Okay. 
I don't have anything to throw. <laughs> it, was, it was killing me. It kept me up half the night. <laughs> anyway, even tall people need the Lord. I, I don't know where I was going with that, but it was a good illustration. Okay. Uh, he hurried down. Uh, so, so he sees Zacchaeus. And, and I, I want to stop there because... A lot of times we wonder if we're being overlooked. And when we go, when we look for Jesus, guess what happens? He sees us. And then we see him. And then he says, come on. Because grace is all about seeing Jesus and then hearing that, come on down. In fact, Jesus was so bold as to say, I'm coming to your house. I mean, this guy had no idea. And when you look for Jesus and you see him and he sees you, know what he wants to do? He wants to come home. Your house. You're like, can't we go to your house? Can't we go to church? Yeah, I'm coming to your house. Why does he want to come to our house? Huh? Come on, you guys. Work with me. Huh? Well, he, he wanted to come to his house so he could hang out with him and be with him and be part of his family. Right? I mean, Jesus isn't for church. Did you know that? Everybody say this with me. Jesus isn't for church. For church. Okay, good. <laughs> That's right. He wants to meet us. And, and where do you spend most of your time? Home, right? So that's where he wants to go. If it, a lot of times we're like, okay, let's just leave Jesus at church, and then we can go home. But Jesus says, I'm coming home with you. And in fact, uh, and so Zacchaeus says, okay, I'm all over this. Uh, Zacchaeus, hurry, come down. Today I'm coming at your house. And he hurried down, and he received him gladly because he thought, and I was thinking about this, two motives. Wouldn't it be nice if you're feeling left out and Jesus comes, that he notices you and says, hey, I'm coming to your house? So I think maybe Zacchaeus' motive was different because I'm selfish, right? I want Jesus to come to my house so everybody can see I'm pretty awesome. Just bring him up here, man. He's, he's, he's crying out for me. My grandpa. It's my grandpa. My grandpa. Uh, but wouldn't that, wouldn't that be you? Wouldn't that be me? I'm like, look, Jesus. Everybody, did you notice that Jesus is with me? Everybody noticed he's coming to my house. Did you guys notice me? That's his motive. Jesus' motive is different. Jesus is, I see you, broken person. You just need to be seen. And then all of a sudden, his whole life opens up. Are you good? Likewise with you. He sees you. Okay. And then, and so he hurried, came down, received him gladly. And then verse 7. I love verse 7. My favorite verse in the Bible. It's one of my refrigerator verses. When they saw him, when they saw it, they all began to grumble, saying he's gone to be a guest of a sinner. Don't you hate that? Have you ever done that? Like, look, God's blessing that person. Start to grumble. How many have ever grumbled when you saw another person being blessed by Jesus or any other way? Anybody? 
you know. I know. I, I, I'm always thankful that God's given us a smaller church because that gives me an opportunity to go by big churches and say, man, they must be doing something wrong. Okay. <laughs> right? Because there was a time in my life as a younger pastor, I, I'm like, yeah. They, they probably don't preach the gospel there. Those, those, you know, those people, they're, they're trying like newfangled things to get young people. Shouldn't do that. You might find Jesus there. Have you ever grumbled against another church? Anybody? Uh, yeah, I know. We, some of our leaders, Ken and I, we can laugh. We, our church across the street, our church across the street, Christ church across the street, there's two of them. Uh, we used to partner together, man. We'd, we'd be partnering, having good times partner. And then all of a sudden we realized that sometimes that's not easy because all you got to do is put two Christians in a room and you get two different denominations. It doesn't take long. And then we're like, I can't go on. It wasn't part of my message. All that to say is that sometimes we would say, I'm not sure they're doing it right. And they're over there, I'm positive they're not doing it right. (laughs) And we're like, Guess what? Jesus is saying, come on down. Stop your grumbling. Come to the party. That's what was happening here. So they, they grumbled. And what, what's funny is that I think that one of the reasons that, or one of the ways that we don't grace, it's easier to grumble than grace, right? And, and then you can get a crowd to grumble with you. It's hard to get a crowd to say, let's bless, let's bless, let's bless. It's easy to go, let's grind, let's grind, let's grumble. Um, I found that. Remember, back to priorities. We're not doing that this year. We're going to bless them all. Okay. So Zacchaeus stopped and he said, hey, Lord, let me, let me tell you something. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to give half of my possessions. Uh, uh, he, he says, half of my possessions I will give to the poor, and, I will, and anyone I have defrauded of anything, which means he had, I will give back four times as much. Wow. This, this is like what you call instant life change, right? I, I mean, this guy went from Jesus saying, hey, come on down, to like, wow, I can totally make a difference in the lives of others. 50%. This guy was, remember, what? He was rich. 50% of his money, he goes, now I'm going to give to the poor. This guy, all of a sudden, he got a mission from God. You know, there's something about when Jesus touches our lives that all of a sudden we do get generous. Right? Yes? Uh, yeah, should. And, and <laughs> should. Okay. There's grace for you if you're not. See, he knew he was wealthy. We forgot. Okay. Jesus, that's the cool thing about grace. Jesus didn't ask him for anything. He didn't ask him to, you know, this is what, this is the requirements of me now coming into your life. I want you to give half and pay back your, he didn't do anything. Jesus came without conditions. And the thing about grace is it comes without conditions. Jesus graced us without conditions. He'll grace, we, he wants us to grace others without conditions. Okay. And Jesus said to him, salvation today has come to your house. Because he too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man has came to seek and to save that which is lost. 
Jesus did something that was crazy. Remember I told you this was an impossible story? Jesus declared, you are a child of God. To people who said, they don't belong. The outcasts don't belong. And I was thinking about this, and the reason that we're here, the reason we exist as a group, as a spiritual community, is to welcome in those that don't belong. Guess who they are? <laughs> Besides us. Us first. Why? Because I'll give you my four points. I wrote them down for you because I'm going to be real quick. Grace, people who are gracers have first received grace. Most of us are hardest on ourselves, aren't we? And then we're hardest next on the people closest to us, our kids and our spouse, if we have them, right? Because it's easy to be hard on them because we see their faults. But gracers are able to see beyond that and say, oh, you're a child of God. You know, why do we treat people well? Because in themselves, we probably shouldn't. Now, I remember uh, as, a, as, as a, a child, uh, when, my kids, when my kids were little, uh, my girls used to have dolls. Uh, how many have girls? I think got girls. Girls, they love their dolls. Even the boys love their dolls, but that's another story. Uh, girls love their dolls. And once in a while, one of my daughters would, they, they'd have a very special doll, and they would give the doll to me to hold. Now, that's a pretty big responsibility as a dad when you get the doll to hold. And when you get that, that, you know, they're like, Dad, can you watch my doll for a minute? And you get that doll, what do you do with it? (laughs) Okay, the other dad that I wanted to be, (laughs) did I tell you I have a lot of regrets? That's why I'm receiving grace today. I would put her, the doll down next to me to watch football gently. But the reason I treated that doll right, or right, right, was because of my love for my daughter, right? You take care of that. And it's the same way that God wants us to treat each other right. And Jesus says it right there. This is a son of Abraham. They were thinking about him like, he's the scum of the earth. But when we start seeing people as sons and daughters of God, we start to treat them differently. We don't just set them aside. And I want to encourage us. First, receive the grace of God for yourself. I was a dirty, rotten sinner. I confess. I confess I still am. But Jesus decided he was going to take me anyway. And he didn't save me because I was best looking. Well, he might have. No, just kidding. Uh, He saved me because he was looking for the Zacchaeus. All his other people were walking alongside of him, but he was looking for the worst and saying, you come down. And maybe you're this morning, you're going, man, I'm not feeling all that close to Jesus. Jesus is welcoming you. Receive his grace. Because until you receive his grace... You won't grace other people. I had an extraordinary sense yesterday. I've, I've had this sense twice in the last couple months. Can I tell you my story? And then I'll, I promise I'll almost end. 
And, 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 and I, I'm, I'm like, should I be interpreting this like Jesus is going to take me home soon? Because I've been having these, like, weird... I'm, I'm, I was at a wedding yesterday. It was in the context of this wedding. But I was looking at the couple, just looking at, and just, like, all is right with the universe. It was weird. It was, and, and that somehow I was part of that. It wasn't about me, but I was like, this is the grace of God. I had it a couple, uh, a month ago, when we were doing one of our children's programs for our school. And, uh, you know, this is my 50th or something children's program, you know, or 40th or 50th. And, and there was something, as I was watching the children perform, I just had this sense of, wow, something's right with the world, and I'm part of it. And the reason I'm saying that is that, I mean, it's kind of been, you know, years and years and years of sowing before I'm experiencing this. But it's something that I want for everybody's life, is that sense of, wow, following Jesus is making the difference in the lives of so many other people. And I want to be part of that grace. It's his gift. I'm just getting to be a part of it. Anyway, it was super awesome. And every time I get that feeling, I'm like, I'm ready to be with Jesus. So if I'm gone this year, uh, I really want to retire someday. But if somehow, <laughs> well, I don't mean like retire. Remember, I want to travel. Okay, back to the end of my thing. Gracers know grace. Gracers see with the eyes of grace. Out of all the people, Jesus saw them. I want us to have eyes for people this year. Uh, get the message from last week from Josh about that. Gracers look for opportunities to give and serve. The first thing he did was he realized, man, I've been so blessed. I want to find an opportunity to give and to serve others. So he gave half. And then lastly, it says that gracers are redeemers of the past. Most of us have a past that we might not want to have public. We don't want it on YouTube. I'm that guy. You are too. We had the secret filming. And so I wanted to encourage us that we have an opportunity to help bless others and grace them for who they are, not what they've been. And I want to be a church of people that are full of saying, today salvation has come to your house. Today you're a child of God. Today God came to seek and save the lost, not what was good. So will you join me this year? As we make it a priority, how are we going to do that? Well, you know, every weekend we spend eating together. I noticed that Sammy was going to try to add to my girth today. Uh, we have a great meal prepared every week um, by some, some families. Um, when we get together out there, I want us to start thinking about different questions to ask each other, okay? We talk football. We talk work. We talk life. I would like us to start 
discussing, or not discussing, but sharing about what the Lord is doing in our lives. Be a great question about what's God doing? What's God doing lately? And that question itself is like one of those like, oh shoot, I don't know. And that's part of the point. It's to say, I don't know, or to say, I don't know, because one of the things God wants us to do is he wants us to get in touch with our spiritual life this year. Amen? And there's something about saying that to another person that kind of energizes their life as well. Okay. I'm going to say amen here. I'm going to pray real short. This this short. You know how long I can get. Um, And then we've decided that this year we're going to start doing our announcements at the end of church. You know why? Because in the middle, everybody forgets. And so at the end, you might remember. And so I'm going to pray, and then Ken's going to come up and share a couple opportunities, and then we're going to, we're going to go. Lord, we are like Zacchaeus. Uh, we might not be small in stature, but sometimes we feel uh, as if we've been overlooked. We feel small in your eyes in the eyes of others. And all we need is one look from you, and our whole life is transformed. And right now, uh, the Bible is really clear that your eye is on us. And you're calling us, you're calling us down from whatever tree we've been (laughs) trying to see you in, or maybe like Adam and Eve, hide behind. And Lord, you are calling us and saying, come, let me be welcome in your heart. And I just want to pray for those first that maybe you've never, you've heard the voice of Jesus, but you haven't welcomed him in lately. I want to just give a moment, uh, just between you and him right now, to say, Lord, I'm coming home. Or actually, come on home with me. And secondly, maybe uh, you have felt like God has not been, had, had his eyes on you, but really his whole the whole time he has, even though you might feel like I'm the worst of sinners. And Jesus is coming to you and says, I welcome you, not because of all the great things you've done or how good you are, but I welcome you because you're my child. And then lastly, I just want to ask that we'd open our hearts up to being people of grace this year. Uh, that it would be a priority to include others that seem like they're on the outs, uh, to be looking with the eyes of Jesus uh, for those that might be downcast, that we could give grace, we could pray, uh, we could encourage, we could, we could be generous of heart towards them. So, Lord, give us eyes to see, ears to hear. Fill us with your spirit that we might walk with you.